0: let go to the orders now. Injury report. It's brought to you all season long by James H. Brown, Injury Lawyers. When accidents happen, go to jameshbrown.com. Mentioned it earlier, Vander Kane uh, dealt with the severed tendons in his uh, wrist earlier in the year. Pretty sure he had a broken finger on his other hand in the playoffs. Missed some uh, optionals. Uh, missed some uh, morning skates. I uh, thought he was very physical in last night's game. James H. Brown, Trent Brown, uh, he'll be crushed. He's a huge Oilers uh, fan, of course, former member of the Edmonton Eskimos, winning a great cup, and a two-time CFL All-Star James H. Brown. It's just simple. They're the best. They get you the best results. As we head off to the River Creek Resort and Casino Hotline at 136 in Edmonton, for contract equipment, Canada's premium heavy equipment dealer with rental and sales We welcome back the former heavyweight champ of the National Hockey League, Montreal-based media personality, Edmonton sporting icon, George Larocque. Hello, George. How are you
1: doing? Oh, man, I could be better. How about you?
0: Yep. Uh, I could be better. I mean, as you know, I was concerned about this matchup with Vegas, that they have a really good team. They're well-coached. they were the only team better than Edmonton in the regular season. Um. and in the end, George, it was tied two-two after four games. I know you came on a week ago Monday. You liked the position Edmonton was in. Uh, that wasn't the most controversial thing you said that day. I believe you called uh, uh, the core four in Toronto losers. <laughs> but uh,
1: anyhow, and, and I look what And look what happened.
0: They lost in five. And, and 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 for the record, the three, the the four core four Maple Leaf players, George, in that series, five games. Those four core guys scored three goals. McDavid. Yeah. McDavid and Drysaddle scored 11 of the Oilers' 19 goals in the series against Vegas. So now, George, I'm going to give you the floor. What happened? Okay, so, Why did Edmonton lose the series?
1: Okay, so I hate bringing that up because it's not a fault because Skinner is a rookie, right? And he came in. He was supposed to be a backup goalie to, to uh, Campbell. To Campbell. Yep. And, you know... He, Campbell did so bad this year that slowly Skinner became number one. Yep. And as we know, being a goalie, it's a position that it takes year to mature, 100%. to be ready. Yep. And he was he, he, that was not the plan at all. But he did. What I have to say about Skinner before I talk about the playoffs, without him, we don't make the playoffs. If he doesn't have the run at the end of the year, how many, how many consecutive games in, in a row he had without losing? 14, 15? Something what was it? Like, sure, they went 14-0 yeah. won in one of their final 15. Yeah, yeah. yeah. He, had, he had a record. He beat Grand Sears' streak and, and all this great goalie that we've had. What a streak that we've had, he put us into the playoff. We owe him for that. Now if we look at the playoff picture itself, the guy who brought us into the playoff, he's a rookie much pressure on him to say, okay, now do the same thing in, in, in playoff. He was gassed. He couldn't do it anymore. He couldn't he couldn't have two good games in a row. He got pulled so many times. And you know, it's easy to say Campbell should have been the one last game. That's why I'm hearing everybody saying it's always easy to say that after because <laughs> the thing is the thing is is that every game that Skinner played that he lost, he bounced back the next game. And now we're back at home. So, you know, the way he bounced back when we won game four at home, you know, you thought that maybe he would have bounced back after a bad game in Vegas. But he didn't, and we lost. And so we lost because of goaltending, and it's frustrating because every time we lose in a playoff, it's always the same reason. We don't have, and when I'm saying goaltending, I'm not asking about having Vasilevsky, Shester King, Carey Price, whatever. Is it too much just hoping to maybe have a goal in a playoff that could at least average 9.10? Not 9.30, 9.10% is average, and then we win the series. Because those timely bad goals that you let in kills your team. And it kills momentum, and it's hard. And that's why, like, you know, but, but it's not his fault because he's a rookie. You know, the, the big default, the, the the pro- I put the blame on Campbell. He's the reason why, why we didn't go through because Campbell was supposed to be the goalie that all he had to do is give us, like, no more goaltending, 9-10 average, 2.75. That's fine. We would have won, Bob. And now... Not just that we lost, I think, because of Campbell. I don't know what happened to him this year, but it puts the others in a tough position. Because what are we going to do? We're going to all, like, climb, like, I don't know, some church in our knees and lighting up candles, hoping that Campbell's come back fairly decent so, you know, he could play some games next year and he could be a really good goalie. Or we find a way to get rid of him. But we can't. His contract is too long. It's too much money. We're strapped against the cap. The management, because of Campbell, is in a tough position because I was the first one to admit it. I thought the goalie problem was solved after, like, Smith was gone. Smith was a million years old. We changed it with Campbell, which had a decent number in Toronto. And he's a good teammate in a room. But you know what? We should have maybe listened to to Mark Messier's book. Mark Messier's book, he was talking about players that are good in the room. He said, players that are good in the room, while well, stay in the room. Don't go on the ice. It doesn't mean that you're good on the ice.
0: Well, we never – uh, yeah. George, I always found the good in the room thing to be interesting because, first of all, as a media guy – I'm not in the actual room. Like, I'm on the plane, but when I'm on that plane, I'm not turning around staring down the players watching what's happening on the plane. I'm minding in my own business like a pro and staying out of their hair, you know what I'm saying? And, yeah, yeah, you know, yeah. taking Because t- Jack and me sit in front of the food or Cam and me sit by the food and the players have some fun. That's the extent of the conversation. Good in the room. We have all these guys in town. Oh, I hear he's good. How the hell do you know if the guy is good in the room? Or you know, the only guys that know if anybody's good in the room is actually if they're in the room. Any but anyhow, uh, I want to. That's, certain- that's
1: the reputation. That's the reputation he had in Toronto. That's what everybody kept talking about. Every time someone talked about him, they talked about how good he was in the room, but not how good he was on the ice. That right there is a good indication. Okay, so jo- <laughs> so George, so
0: I'm gonna, so I'm just gonna take this further in the goaltending. To okay. me, to me, you open it back up because you have Campbell signed for four more years at five million per. It's got to be an open competition and I wonder whether or not like did you I don't know if you know this, but going into the playoffs, Stuart Skinner never started more than six straight games. He started all 12 games in the playoffs for the Edmonton Oilers. okay? And he's a rookie. You make a great a great point. And goalies graduate. They get better over time. I'm not saying Skinner's not going to be a good goalie. I'm saying that when crunch time happened, the series, Stewart will tell you he needed to stop more pucks. And Darnell Nurse, who was suspended for a game, and CeCe will tell you they needed to play better. And y- Yamamoto, different. Nugent Hopkins, and Dry Settle will tell you they need to play. All that comes when we come back next fall, it should be an open competition. And I would have no problem if the team split the workload between the two goaltenders
1: right. next and year. Yeah, and yeah, no, yeah, you know what? Campbell has everything to prove. Hopefully, he comes back with a chip in his shoulder and he does better. But there's also another player that, that I hope could be better. I was a bit disappointing in him because I knew he's, be- he's a better D man than that. And the Donald Nurse. I hate calling out guys because I love the guys. I love the game. And I don't want criticizing guys. But, you know, uh, he's better than what we saw in the playoffs. I, I, I saw him make too many mistakes. He's a better man than what we saw. Okay. And, and I'm hard on him because I know he could do more. And, and at that time, um, some of the plays, some of the stuff, the mistakes that he was doing, he's paid to be the leader, the best defensive defenseman uh, that could chip in uh, once in a while with the Oilers. And he wasn't. Okay. And uh, and I'm only saying that because I know his potential. I knew he could be better than that. But uh, it was, I was also a bit disappointed in his play.
0: Well, he'd tell you he he could play better as well. Speaking of Darnell, critical juncture in game four, Petrangelo Tomahawk. Could you imagine if George LaRocque had Tomahawked
1: uh, Leon Dreisaitlac? Like. like First of all, Bob, bu- bu- I don't understand uh, what the NHL is doing. I, I don't, I don't understand. It-, it doesn't make sense. Like the Macar, McCar, like you know, Hockey Guys took care of it by eliminating Colorado. But how, how do you concuss cost the best player of the Kraken? And the play, and the play is gone. It's not even there, and he gets one game. And then McCann, like you know, missed so many games, and then usually you look at the result. What Petrangelo did to Drysaddle, he could have killed him. We can't just look at, at, at oh, Drysaddle is okay, we we'll just go one game. This is a clear attempt to we, injure. We don't, and, even,
0: and we don't even know if Drysaddle was okay. He, he didn't play it, as well in Game 5 and Game
1: 6 as he did earlier yeah, in the series. But but, but but the thing is, when you do that, like, Petrangelo cannot talk about what happened early on the shift. Drysaddle hit, he did this, he did this. Cain, whatever. No. You cannot slash people for justice thinking that someone deserves retribution. You want retribution? Drop your glove. Don't use your stick. Your stick is a weapon. When I saw that, I knew, and we all knew. The thing is, the crazy part about it, everybody knew was only going to get one game. 100%. We all knew because he's a star player, and that's the way we're doing it. But you're right. That if it would have been Colasar did that, if Kolasar does that to Pietangelo, he's out the rest of the playoff. But it's okay; nobody's going to say anything. But why is it? Why this two measure? Why is it not the same? Why are we protecting stars like we're protecting like like like? But, but well, we're not he did it like on guys. a star.
0: We didn't protect the star because we didn't protect right. Settle that situation, George. What did you think of the instigator with with uh, uh, Nurse?
1: and uh like, it, it, like well, you know you, i'll tell you why i went nuts okay <laughs> if you look at all the playoffs all the playoffs this year i have never seen so many fights in the playoffs as we've seen this year like animosities fight there's tons of fight if we're going to call this an instigator skater and give him a, 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 a penalty because in less than five minutes do you know how many instigators like, you could give to all jedi games that we didn't call a game suspension? If you're going to do that for him, and you want to put that rule, do it for everyone. I can't believe that they hold that suspension on. Like, it, it doesn't make sense. It's almost like, oh, we feel bad that we give a game to Pretangelo. That's so exactly what happened. Also, Let's also give a game to Don Nurse to make it even.
0: That's exactly That's what happened. The... They even, and you know why they evened it up. George, look, here's the thing: at the end of the day, we in Vegas was a really good regular season team without Mark Stone. They're well coached. We're going to get to Sean Burke in a second because you know him from Montreal and what he how he helped yeah. carry Price. But it, you know, so Vegas were a little bit better than Edmonton in the series, but there was a window there at the end of that game. And they evened up the call, and it shouldn't have been evened up. That was a fight between two... Cons- George, I remember a time when I was 42. I went out and skated with a bunch of pro guys, and uh, the reigning heavyweight champ of the NHL knocked the crap out of me that the open ice hit. And I skated back over and jabbed my stick in his groin and said, drop your gloves, big boy. And you know what? <laughs> it, 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 you would have won. And I would have had no problem in that situation because I stuck you first, right? And you would have and you would have said no instigator, no instigator, consenting players fighting. So there's there's a situation on the ice where Nicholas Hag he knew he knew Nurse was coming in. They, he'd asked him to fight before. He had to know it was coming. And, and, and not just that,
1: and not just that, he got the first eight shots in. You, you know, a clear instigator. That's when you drop your glove. You start punching someone before they have the time to drop the glove, and then they go and you have the upper hand on someone. When Donald Nurse came in, he didn't do that. He came in, the guy knew, and then he dropped his glove and even started before him. And then, together, the reason why this rule is in is to protect the guy that doesn't want to engage. When that guy came in, when Donald Nurse came in, if that guy doesn't throw his glove, doesn't drop his glove, there's no fight. Because there's no way down to start punching him if his glove is still in his hand and he's holding him. so he comes to him and he waits to see how he's going to respond to make sure that he's engaging before he starts because you know if you start hitting someone not engaging in his head, you're going to be suspended. So he did all the right thing, but again, we needed to even up the calls because we gave a superstar game suspension. it wasn't fair, even though he should have been out of the series and then you know, it's funny because when I was asking people on social media, what do you think he, should, he, he will get and he should get, everybody was like, you'll get one, but he should get three or four. Because we all knew. It's, everybody knew that was going to happen. Everyone. And that's why that was frustrating to me because, yes, that could have changed the series. Uh, another thing, too, also that hurt is, uh, you know, if you want to look at all those little things, um, that game in Vegas that we were up 2-1, yep. game five, and then we got two penalties to go five on the, three the, that the, killed us. The Broberg that call. Yeah, and yeah. it was
0: Steve Kazari. He was the backside official, fifty feet away. There was a ref three feet in front of Broberg. Broberg and Eichel each grabbed each other's stick, and Kazari called the call on the rookie. Yeah. That's what Steve Kazari yeah. does. Like, but, uh, but that,
1: you know what? Yeah, that, you know what? I was so mad. I was. So <laughs> you mad. were the and only one. The penalty after, at and then that was it. The game was over at that point because we we could have we had that game. We were in control of it. And it's crazy hockey momentum, you know, it goes on and how it goes. And, and, and you know, and, and, yeah, there was no justice. So that's why we're so upset. Those okay. All these things that happened. Go ahead.
0: I was going, all right. So here's the thing, George. The Oilers lost the series. They lost to a good team. Vegas is a good team. They lost in six. How do you – so – I mean, when you guys lost game seven in the Stanley Cup final, you were devastated when you lost to Carolina. You know what the players are going through. But this team won 50 games this year. It's gone 12th, 11th, 11th, and 6th the last four seasons. It's it's tracking upwards. What do you think the – you're a former player yourself. What do you think the players are thinking about this season now that they've had a chance to decompress a bit?
1: Well, you know, Joyce Sato said one thing after the game, and I agree with him. It was a disaster. He said that they, they, it was a disaster. They, this year was a disaster, and he's right. It is a disaster. There's no way the Oilers should have lost to Vegas. Even though Vegas, everything we heard about, they were a good team, they finished first in the division, there's no way we should have lost to that team. There's a bunch of different circumstances that happened that didn't help us, but still, you can't have Connor 20 points, try saddle 18 points and, and <laughs> producing the way they've done. And, and still losing the series, that's impossible. Like, we can't be having to be winning games like the Oilers did in the 80s to win a playoff game. Like, these guys, like, they, they have to produce every game. Otherwise, they would have been done. You know how much pressure you're putting on them and they responded? All we have to do is make a stop there and there. Defense, defensively, it was tough. Uh, it, it, it was tough. Uh, five on five, uh, not enough key contribution from some other players. News had a great 100-point season. Yes, it took a while before he scored first goal, but we're we'll would love more offensive from him. But still, even if he scores more goals, what what would I, so what does that mean? So we now we have to score seven, six, eight goals to win a game. Like hopefully, like Skinner gets good, and with that experience he gets better. Hopefully, Kimball, um you know, because he knows we can't buy him out. So we can't. We can't afford it. So hopefully he comes back and he does a miracle, miracle like, you know, gold canning camp in the summer. And he comes back and we're going to be like, oh, my God, what happened? And and then a good one-two punch. Because the best team now, what they do is that they split almost half and half all the games. So the goalies arrested. rested. Yes. That's all we need to do. And if Cable could give us really... All we ask is not even crazy numbers. Keep 2.75 average, which is reasonable, 9.10 percentage. That's what you pay for. George, give that to the Oilers. Yep. Yeah.
0: Final one for you here, just on the goalies, okay? The, the okay. legend is Sean Burke. He saved Mike Smith's career. He saved Devin Dubnik's career. The best Carey Price ever played was when Sean Burke was in Montreal. 9.30 save percentage, final three games against the Leafs in that comeback and route to getting Montreal's Stanley Cup final. He goes to Vegas. All four of their goalies that they used played great. All of them. When it's all four, you start to think it might be the goalie coach. You know what I'm saying?
1: yeah no, the goalie coach has a lot to do with it Price giving him tons of credit for for what he did with him and stuff so and you know it's a, it's a position it's a position that we don't think that we don't think is important but all the fundamentals that you're working on is with a goalie coach and it's an important job it's even an important it's more a goalie coach is a better important job than an assisting coach because the assisting coach you yeah, it's all they do is support what the coach says so, sometimes when a coach gets fired, assistant coach becomes the coach because he doesn't agree, always agree with the, coach, the coach's decision, his views on things. But, man, a goalie coach is everything. He knows his goalie. He knows what he has to work on, weaknesses, strength, work on it and stuff. And then, you know, it's not just about getting a guy that played in net before. It's getting a guy that knows how to analyze the game, analyze his goalie, and knows what drills to do and when to rest him and what to do with his potential. And you're right. He's very good. I don't know who the goalie coach of the others is, but uh, this year, I would assess everything, Bob, to make sure that next year we have to fix the goaltending problem because Campbell, we can't trade him. We can't buy him out. We've Got to fix him. Got to fix him. Exactly. We have to fix it. That's it. That's the only solution. George, and then if we do, we could do good.
0: George, we'll get you on next week to talk about round three, okay? Awesome, brother. For contract equipment, that is George LaRock. We're going to marry the two breaks here. It's 155 in Edmonton. We're going to go off to Global News Weather Traffic Update at uh, 2 o'clock with Randy Kilburn. Come back with John Shannon for Legacy Heating and Cooling.